Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Ingenuity Show has the weirdest style. The Ingenuity Show hopes you stay a while. Come with these three nerdy engineers. What you will find might linger in the cochlea of your ears. Oh, with every nerdcast, there is something new. If you are listening, then this show's for you. You may think the premise of this show sounds so absurd. Well, you're, you're the, the one listening. Who's the nerd? You know, so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. T. Vitty is me. <laughs> and I'm Master Zed. Welcome to our podcast about culture, technology, news, media, and comedy. Oh, good. I like comedy. Our fake sponsor this week is Parallelaham, our new pork product for OCD people. Uh it's a, it's yeah, yeah. trying to come up with a pun. Mm, you should have <laughs> looked at the show notes so that you'd have one chambered. I did. I just didn't think about it. Oh. So last week, I recorded using the same recorder we used three weeks ago, and it failed utterly. At first, I thought it was my Adobe sound booth because I had to run it. I'd opened it in there and then run a background noise filter on it. And I was like, oh man, that screwed it up somehow. Or maybe I bumped some setting where it's playing at like double speed or something because it was dropping out. But it was like putting things closer together. So it sounded like you were talking really fast, but choppily. Oh, I heard that while we were recording from Ben. I don't know if it maybe it was Skype doing it. Oh, I don't well, know. There's one point that St. Jimmy sounded like a robot. Yeah, yeah, and that picked up in the recording, but that this other thing was like, it was really bad at the beginning, and then it got better, and then it got bad, kind of bad in the middle somewhere, and then it got better maybe, again. Maybe we should just admit to the fact that we just pulled from really old shows for that show, spliced <laughs> together, so our audio was just bad. Well, I was <laughs> Thinking if I could get it figured out, if I had all the right chords, I could record us on the mixer. But yeah. So what do you need, like E flat? 
I was thinking like an F sharp major chord. Oh, okay, that would would work. Okay. Do you want us I'll, to run USB I'll... cables from our respective houses to your house? <laughs> yeah. Do that. I suggested that actually that we get really long microphone cords and just plug them all in. You could sit in your car and record it and then just have them run <laughs> out so you stay <laughs> away from each other. That could work. That would be funny. It wouldn't work for Master's Ed, though. Mm. No, but if I had... The problem is, like, I can take audio out of my computer and run it into the mixer. I think I have the cord for that, but how do I monitor it? Like, how do I hear what you're saying? <laughs> you Maybe just I guess. could call... Maybe I could Skype you on two devices. You can definitely do that. Because mm. I was Skyping on my iPad and we we're going to join in one of my friends. And I so I needed to text him the link because we weren't Skype friends. So I had a mm. link I texted to him. So I joined the call on my cell phone <laughs> and then we got a really bad <laughs> feedback loop going. Oh. But I it was short <laughs> enough I could. I got the link and sent it to him and then I left the call. Oh, well, I wouldn't have a feedback problem because the audio from one device would go straight into the mixer and the right. other one would go to my headphones. Um, I, I would some... just have to mute one of them when I was talking. Well, wait, how would the, Oh, I'd be, I'd have a mic dedicated to the mixer. You could probably have your mixer out into headphones so you could hear everyone and yourself yeah and I then could do you that. would have the inline to the mixer and then you would just be on your own channel to the mixer yeah i'd have or to I, figure out how to do that or i could lice all my tv room and we can just get some longer mic cords and i'll sit on different parts of the couch six feet away from mm. each other yeah or i could just do the old-fashioned put the microphone up to the speaker of the computer <laughs> That always sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it does. No, we should figure out how to set the mixer up to record from Skype because then when we're together, we could have guests without yeah, that's the, true. the phone up to the microphone. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to... I don't have a mixer, but I was uh, talked to Brad on Skype a couple weeks ago, and I was trying to figure out how to get it so that I could record his side of the Skype call and my microphone input as separate channels. So I could actually make oh. sure that the levels were matched in post-processing and I couldn't figure it out. It looked like from the research I did that I needed to have a special card in the computer that could handle multiple yeah. audio in streams. Yeah, like a, like a capture card type thing. I'd done that research before too, and it was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I think so I actually we have... have a capture card in my our podcast computer. Hmm. I think weird. Well, I'll do some research and figure it out. Maybe next week we can record through the mixer, or if this Skype recording thing works out well, maybe we'll just do this. Hopefully. Yeah. So I... He must be muted because he looks like he's... 
he is muted. Yeah. But he looks like he's out of breath, so that's good. He's been running around. <laughs> oh, he's... he's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was helping my wife bring groceries in, and I had it muted oh. while I was doing that, and I, there was a lot of running involved. <laughs> nice. So I, I busted out my chainsaw again because I needed to do some more tree sculpting. This time I took it to the next level, though. I figured since this was my second time using a chainsaw ever, I should try standing in the tree oh. using it. So What you do is you stand on the limb and then cut the limb off at the trunk. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't do that. But oh, okay. It was a little scary cutting because the branches went out and like they all intertwine with the other branches. Oh, yeah. So I was cutting it and the whole tree was like shifting and it was a little scary, but I least... it worked. Don't do what Uncle Dennis did, and he was standing on a ladder, yeah, cutting a branch, and it swung and took the ladder out from under him, and he collapsed the lung. Yeah, I remember that. Did he also tag himself with the chainsaw? Uh, or was that a yes. different time? Uh, he might have. I think that was <laughs> a different time. <laughs> I have a friend who cut his face in half with a chainsaw. Whoa, ooh. he's fine, but he has a big gnarly scar now that he didn't have before. He's also of two <laughs> minds about how it happened. Is that how scars work? <laughs> yeah, they appeared after, after the event. We had that happen with a hot saw on one of my projects in our weekly meeting. It came up with a safety report of one of the superintendents jumped in to like speed things up, quote-unquote, uh, and grabbed a hot saw to cut a concrete pipe or something, and it kicked back right into his face. Ooh. He's okay. Mm. But he's probably not going to be jumping in to help his laborers anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. So th what turned out better, cutting your wife's hair or cutting the tree? Use the chainsaw for both? Uh, she wouldn't let me get the chainsaw that close to her head, but <laughs> I think they both turned out pretty well. Oh, good. Oh, you, you cut your wife's hair? Yeah, with scissors. I've done it before. Oh. She asked me to. DVD, you should cut your wife's hair. I don't think that she would let me. For one thing. <laughs> well, you just sneak up on them. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get him while they're asleep sleep yeah that could work well i need her to cut my hair though and i don't want to do that before that's <laughs> my hair because i'm getting really shaggy i'm yeah i'm getting to the that 70s show type shag on <laughs> i just got a haircut yeah i can tell where'd you get it cut At home. on the top and sides yeah sides <laughs> back <laughs> on the outside the of the head I wanted to limit the amount of haircuts I had. Well, I guess Gwen always cuts my hair, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I was like, just cut it shorter because it doesn't really matter because I'm not going to be no going out in public. Me. <laughs> and then yeah, I had to actually go into work today. It was horrible. Oh, I had to wear a mask. Yeah, I'm going in all next week. And my glasses kept on fogging up. Yeah, that can happen. Like, well, you should just get one of those masks that goes on your, that like clips, clips on your nose. I was like, have you seen how big my nose is? 
<laughs> Those don't work. So after my haircut, I was shaving like just above my beard on my cheeks and my neck and I got a little overzealous and so I ended up cutting my beard the sides down a little bit oh. and I thought it was just kind of looked funny and then now I'm like ah you know maybe it, I could stick <laughs> with this for a while and Gwen Sculpted. found um she like was going through beard shapes and she was like oh it's the old English it's sophisticated <laughs> and I'm like Ooh. oh sweet all right, I can live with sophisticated. <laughs> I'm fancy now. You didn't go for the monkey tail? <laughs> no. That's pretty classy. <laughs> we, uh, we've been using the Facebook portal thing that goes on the TV, and you can see each other on the, mm. on the telly. Yeah. And uh, you can go into these effects where it will put <laughs> different things on your face. Like one of them makes your head look like a dragon head when you open your mouth, fire comes out. Well, there's <laughs> there's one where it puts a beanie on you and a red beard, and it makes you look just like you. <laughs> like, Honestly, oh, look, we're, we look like youngest Master son. Zed. It's my the Master Zed filter, just like you. Yeah, some people look more like uh, Master Zed than others <laughs> with red beards, but. You guys were doing that while we were trying to get ready to play D and D on the portal, and you had like a Western mustache. Oh and yeah. It was also changing your voice. Yeah, it tells you tell me on my screen like this will affect how your voice sounds, but we can't tell <laughs> what it sounds like. It seems dangerous. <laughs> it just like slowed it down and made it a little bit lower. Mm. Oh, that's not too bad. Probably how I talk anyway. It sounded. I can do that without a filter, little <laughs> partner. <clears throat> yeah, I've played um, three different D&D sessions over using Portal in the last five days. Whoa. With different people. It seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah, it worked pretty good. Yeah. We couldn't use our little mini figs or anything, but... It is our imagination. <laughs> I actually got to play in one of them. I made uh, my my metal son DM for us. Cool. And then I was getting a secondary character ready because I was about to die. <laughs> uh, you're rolling for stats. You're like, sorry, I'm not doing well in this battle. I need to. And I had another character all ready to go. Uh if when the DM tells you you might not make it <laughs> before you start, apparently it's a really tough um, module or whatever. Do you have your living will written up yet for this character? <laughs> or you might want to start thinking about that. Well, I played with my brother-in-law's group and basically the entire session was a shopping trip. Oh, that's fun <laughs> for some people. It was. It seemed like some people were having fun, but yeah, no battle. Mm. Well, I guess uh, my wife did slit a throat of a prisoner that we had. Whoa, <laughs> oh, that's that's good. But she's an assassin, so uh, it's not fair if they're captured. But it's like, but if we let her go, then she'll just go help the bad guy out again. 
Like, well, maybe we should have just killed her from the start. <laughs> right. Well, I got to carry a mermaid. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a merman. Oh, probably. No, there were, it was a mermaid. Oh, it was? Oh. Women ones. Oh, I wasn't oh, paying that yeah. close attention then. I was calling a merfolk, and I didn't really specify. So, oh, okay. Um, St. Jimmy thinks about mermaids and mr paul just thinks about mermaid so that's fine <laughs> i didn't i didn't have anything to do with them i was too busy conjuring eagles and fighting those big flying things oh i, I was, was gonna tell saint jimmy to add inspiration to your character sheet for next time oh okay well so i leveled up and one of my new spells i could have teleported myself and the mer made to the water <laughs> rather than taking two turns each way to carry it mm. but I didn't have that spell available so anywho well should we move on to nerdiculture I think Let's so it. it's probably prudent so I I happened to see a YouTube video where they were talking about joke theft. Ooh. So I this is the term joke muggings. <laughs> so this is basically when a stand-up comedian steals something. Oh. No, a comedian, stand-up comedian usually um, uses a joke that another comedian uses in their act. Mm. Right, without sometimes it's not attributing it. What's that? I bet sometimes it's not intentional. Well, the two examples they shared, they seem like they could have been unintentional. Because right, this... if you're making jokes about current events. It's Jeff, if you talk about just flying in and your arms are tired, I mean, that oh. just, everyone <laughs> makes that joke. Well, like one of them, I think it was Louis C.K. made a joke about naming children. And about he was planning to, he was like, when, you know, it's really cool to have kids because you can name them whatever you want, you know. And he was talking about how he was just going to name his kids without any vowels in the name and just, he just made some weird noises. And then he came up with just naming a kid like 24 F's in a row, like, (laughs) 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 and so then they went to this other comedian. Uh, Dane Cook, I think his name was, mm-hmm. and okay. he was started a similar joke about, oh yeah, you know, when you have a kid, you can name it whatever you want, and he had his kid named with all R's, and then oh. he went off on that way, and I could totally see how that one idea could be independently thought of by both comedians and taken in a somewhat similar direction. Yeah, and anyone that's about to have kids that has any kind of sense of humor makes that same joke with their wife and gets dirty looks. And they usually get shot down by the wife, right? Right, immediately. (laughs) One of my friends just had a baby last week, and I was talking as a boy, and I tried to convince him to name him Cody David because they could just call him COVID. (laughs) Nice. That'd be good. Said his wife wouldn't go for it. So I... I, don't I actually think stole a joke this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So when we portaled with everybody on Sunday, I told a joke, and I that was a stolen joke. 
They steal from dad? No, like from a TV show. Uh, I have to admit that I missed the joke. Oh, I said we'd been talking a lot about. I, I was saying, you know, my wife and I had, in the past, you know, we were talking about whether we were ready to be parents and if we even wanted kids, and that we finally decided that we should stop doing it in front of them. (laughs) Nice. I do remember that. But yeah, I missed the punchline because. I just wasn't paying attention or something, I guess. <laughs> That's all right. So I guess the difference I, is these guys are making money off of the jokes. Right. Well, so I was going to say that I I have stolen a joke before, and it still haunts me to this day. <laughs> um, when I was in third grade, no, fourth grade, um, <laughs> <laughs> all the kids, all, I can't remember all the specifics of the this memory but just bits and pieces of it but i remember we were all out in the hallway and some kids were telling jokes and one kid told a joke about elephants flying and i can't remember the punchline but i remember we went into class and they were doing this thing where they were putting you on the spot like you had to say something off the top of your head and so the first thing i could think of was that joke i had just heard in the hallway <laughs> And I immediately got called out by my other classmates <laughs> <laughs> for stealing the joke. Like I panicked. <laughs> well, I was panicking. <laughs> oh, but as long as you're not trying to pass it off as a joke you came up with, I mean, well, when you're a kid, every joke you tell pretty much is something you heard. Right. Well, as an adult, unless you're like riffing on, like doing puns off the top of your head or whatever. Right. Like so, written jokes are usually ones you've heard. Well, I think the difference here is if you're a professional comedian, you're spending time crafting your jokes. Yeah. And you're not really, you're telling your own jokes. Or at least that's what people expect, right? Yeah. Right. And so if something happens where your joke is too similar to another joke, people will call them out for stealing the joke. Mm. Um, there's another example of a joke that um bill cosby told about you know the dad raising his kid to love football and going to all his games and everything and then when the kid like scores a touchdown in a big college game he turns to the camera and says hi mom you know (laughs) right and then it showed another comedian that told almost the exact same joke um you know different details here and there but both they both have the same punchline and uh I could kind of see that kind of bit, you know, it's kind of iffy. <laughs> but they, they also mentioned that there's this psychological thing where you will forget where you learned something. Mm. And so you make hear a joke and think it's funny and start thinking about different ways to change the joke. And then later on, you forget that where that original kernel of the idea came from. Mm. and come up with a joke and when they were talking about that 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 reminded me of another instance in my life when i was in junior college i was taking a creative writing class and we were supposed to come up with a novel we're gonna write and they had us do these different exercises like write the opening from the protagonist point of view or the opening from the antagonist point of view that kind of stuff and so i was 
came up with this story and I thought, oh, that, wow, this is a really good story. You know, I think it's a this long is a... time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, you know, I never finished it because it was just for this assignment. Right. Well, later on, I watched. Um, what, oh, um, Clear and Present Danger. And it was the exact <laughs> plot <laughs> that I had come up with. I'm like, oh, okay. Because it even had a character like Ding in there. And nice. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. I totally, totally plagiarized Clear and Present Danger. I'd even but... cast the same actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I even wrote by Tom Clancy on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> no. But anyway, they were saying that this could explain some some of these instances of, you know, they think they stole the joke, you know. Yeah. But. I've had instances where, um, I hate to bring it back to D&D, but I was watching some cartoons from when we used to be youth watching them. And I was like, oh, that's where that idea came from. <laughs> <laughs> some of it not intentional. I do have some intentional stuff. I have a lot of Thundercat stuff in our world, but. Yeah. Another thing that um it's an homage. Right. Another place I've seen joke stealing happen, and this happened to a friend of mine, is on Facebook and other social media platforms Ooh. where somebody will post a joke and then somebody else will post the exact same joke and not attribute it, you know, like word for word and not attribute it to where they heard it from. Because mm-hmm. I have this friend that for I don't know if he still does this, but for a while he was really big on Twitter and he was constantly he was posting at least one joke a day, um, sometimes more, and getting a big Twitter following because people liked his jokes. But then he was seeing his jokes, his Twitter jokes showing up on Facebook, not attributed to him, and it oh. kind of perturbed him a little bit. <laughs> so all the jokes I put on Facebook are original. Yeah, some of Your my jokes Facebook are is a joke. Are jokes I, I come up with while I'm asleep, and they don't. That explains really, a lot. They don't oh. really make sense sometimes. <laughs> you shouldn't Facebook while you're asleep. Like asking if lion bites are fatal. <laughs> that I don't think that was a dream one. Oh, but the enterprise or the one with the view screen saying buffering. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was original. I wasn't a dream one, though. Very few dream ones actually make it on the Facebook. <laughs> I think and my should... best one is friends don't let friends bow to peer pressure. I thought I came up with that. <gasps> <gasps> oh, <laughs> controversy on the Ingenuity show. Who stole from who? I remember saying it on the pier walking back from the boat to the cars for the first oh. time. Seems full of false memories. <laughs> Holt said it on the way from the car to the boat that morning. <laughs> well, we've been accused of sharing a brain sometimes, so that's true. I think that was the point of one of my blog posts back when I used to make a blog. Huh? Who knows? Maybe I probably consolidated it down into that phrase from what you had written about. Yeah. It, It'd be impossible to know where the origin was, right? Yeah, and it doesn't really matter. I don't care. No, we're not professional. Well, we're not professional comedians. We just do not it as a hobby. So <laughs> is it 
is it similar the joke stealing thing is a lot of times all quote movies that gwen hasn't seen or doesn't know what the reference is <laughs> oh so well, yeah depends on exactly if you attribute it i don't well don't attribute it no you well it's obviously if i'm using a weird voice or something i'm not gonna oh. <laughs> be like oh yeah this is my original idea but I like thought the, you came up with build a bridge out of her <laughs> well the one that wait you didn't come up with two look at the two little sissies by yourself the one that i feel like gets said a lot is paper have you ever seen paper, paper? oh yeah that's a favorite <laughs> she'd never house. seen Waterworld. well who has oh. well sometimes so, what makes I it have. funny is the context right yeah yeah so we watched Waterworld last week so that she would know why what that joke is from oh we were just talking about no. watching that do you ever it, get it accusing lo- accusing looks from your kids that you have been saying a phrase <laughs> for years and then they finally see the movie it's from they're yes. like yes their head snapped to you like that's where that's from yeah because we just watched ace ventura one and two with the kids <laughs> and mj and they were all like what this is where you got that from like yeah sometimes that's just... that happens with me and my wife you know we'll watch something I'm like oh that's where you get it from you know because <laughs> she does the same, same thing to me <laughs> she does the same thing to me that i do too you know we quote movies and if the other yeah. one hasn't seen it we're like what's that from <laughs> and then you watch it yep anyway i i yeah that's another avenue to think about think down is i made you know, lemonade quoting, my pants <laughs> quoting movies is that considered joke stealing i don't think so because we're not making a living telling these jokes we're just making our loved ones laugh and usually they've seen it. Right. You're not very often using a quote from something it's, they haven't seen because it's I, more like, like it. I do a lot, but <laughs> it's more We're like working on it weekly. It's harkening back to a shared experience <laughs> yeah. of finding something funny that some professional comedian wrote. Right. Well, it's kind of like a pop culture icon thing where it's. Yeah, I guess. It's like saying A like the Fonz or something. It's it's out there. <laughs> I think the main point is realizing that stand up comedians and comedians, you know, that make a living doing comedy, they are actually putting effort into crafting things that will make people laugh. And some of them have the innate ability and that's what led them into that field, but there is an amount of creative process that goes into it so i don't i think yeah yeah it's cool to think about that and respect that the professionals are held to a higher standard yes and if a professional steals a joke from another professional then they're going to get called out yeah and that's nerdiculture okay for technology have you guys ever thought about owning an electric vehicle Yes, mm, I've thought about it. I've thought about it, but I've—that's as far as it's gone. They've been cost prohibitive at this point in my life. I okay. conclude that I—if I can't drive to our parents' house without stopping to charge there it for go. forty-five minutes, I can't have one. That is what we're going to talk about. I figure I traveled <laughs> there with my wife, and so I have to stop for at least forty-five minutes twice, anyways. <laughs> I like to make that entire drive without stopping at all. 
I'm kind of we, in that same camp. I like with the truck, we can make it without stopping for fuel. So oh. I like to, to stop, stop as once. as seldom as possible. Well, more and more automakers are coming out with all electric vehicles, and the biggest problem is the range and the recharge time. Why don't they just put a metal charging thing in the middle of the road, and then if you need to charge, you just drop your anchor thing in it? (laughs) Well, they can charge by induction, so you wouldn't even need to drop. Right, so just have it built into the roads. Yeah, the induction chargers, you have to be so close. The coils have to be so close to each other. You wouldn't probably be able to get the ground clearance you need for... Just have I guess a, you could have something lower, though. Just have you a crane that comes off the top and goes over and down. touches the power line next to yeah. the road. There you go. You just What are those called? They stick up off the trolleys? Yeah, they a, yeah. They have a name. I don't remember. I don't remember what it's called either. They call me Tim. Death I don't wand. think it's called Tim. Um, so this, this article is specifically about Ford because they have a new all-electric Mustang. It's an SUV. And it's called the Mare. Oh. How's it a Mustang then? Uh it's called the Mustang Mach E electric SUV. Oh, Ooh, it's I, a Mach Mustang. I saw one of these. Oh. At the auto show. It Is was it cool? hideous. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll and look up sacrilegious, I felt like, for being called a Mustang. Yeah, you can't call well, that's why they call it the Mach Mustang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they're also going to make an electric version of the F-150. Oh, that doesn't look too bad. I wouldn't have that's called it a, a Mustang, though. It doesn't look anything an like a Mustang. That's not an SUV. It's a crossover. It's like a crossover thing. That's funny. My car, when I tried to get insurance on my Scion the first time, uh-huh. they weren't sure whether they categorize it as an SUV or as a sports car. I was like, Neither. it's got a 1.5 liter engine in it. It's just a car. It's a sedan. It's a small car. That's four doors. Has a hatch. Yes, it does. But that doesn't make it an SUV. I would call it a You're sedan. like, whatever's cheapest. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to charge me a bunch of money. I was like, it's well, 13.5 brand new. Um, yeah, so they're trying to look into ways of making you pronounce the letter O. (laughs) Yes. Well, to make it more (laughs) convenient and appealing to have an all electric vehicle, because what if you want to drive further than the range in a day? So they, a little over a year ago, they filed a trademark for a supercharger network or a fast charging network. Supercharger is what the Tesla version is called. Um, So it would be basically like a gas station type place, a bunch of them, you know, throughout the country in strategic locations where you could pull up and charge your electric vehicle. Um, Some of the issues with this is, you know, having enough of them that they're convenient. It's like, trying to break into that market is a little tough because it's like it's taken us a century to have this many gas stations and uh, not very many people have electric cars right now that are going to be charging at these stations because most people are going to just charge at home 
So it's like you need them on these routes that are between places that people are traveling where they would want to stop to charge up when they're on a trip. So it's been cost prohibitive or not a good business case for building these things. And you need to have enough slots at each station that people aren't going to have to wait in line but then most of the time they're going to be empty so it's a big investment for you they know. should they should do like in-fly refueling where you're on the road <laughs> recharging where a vehicle comes up you put out a help warning and one pulls up and like docks into the back of you like rams into you <laughs> and then you're together while you're charging supercharging and then you just pull away you're done that <laughs> is actually that is not a bad idea actually we should start a company i kind of like that i was On thinking the... they could set these up at like places like the grand canyon or mount rushmore so that while you're visiting these sites you can have your car charging dude that is also a really good idea it also comes to the capacity of like how many slots you have because you don't want to have the chargers at places that people want to be longer than they need to charge. Right, because they're going to be taking up that spot. Yeah, so the like restaurants should have them. I know, right. like the Tesla supercharger, they charge you, I think you pay more per minute after it's charged than you do while it's charging because oh. it's, they want to encourage you to leave or to, you know, go out and. This will be perfect move. for dads. Then they'll be like, nope, we got to go. I mean, we've taken up the charging. Yeah. It's cost us money. Come on. We've seen enough. All right. You've seen it? Okay, let's go. That's <laughs> funny. Well, I don't know why gas stations don't just put, like, one slot where you can charge an electric vehicle. Because those people don't want to pay for their charging. A lot of places at this point are still free. Cities have put them in so you can just charge... Which is ridiculous. Yeah. But I guess, like, if you were a gas station out in the middle of nowhere between two cities where people are driving a lot, just say, hey, here's a charging station and here's how much it costs, you know, whatever nominal amount to to charge up and whatever. Yeah, it's that whole chicken or egg thing. Are you going to have enough charging stations for people to want to buy electric vehicles or? Electric vehicle is going to come first and drive yeah. the charging station installed. So that's why these companies that are trying to sell electric vehicles are also getting into the charging station business. So it's interesting. And then you got to find out with the oil companies that when people start looking like they're looking at alternatives, they'll drop the price and run everybody else out of business that's competing with gasoline vehicles right. so they can bring the price back up. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the car market's doing right now. Actually, I should find out since I have a vehicle I want to sell. But <laughs> um, my friends in Colorado, their fuel's down to like a dollar twenty-four a gallon. Holy cow! And Art. I saw somewhere in New York is below a dollar a gallon. Dang. I guessed up a month ago, and I still have over half a tank. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Whenever I do drive, I'm like. Look at the gas gauge. Oh, it's still at three quarters. Okay. So the, the problem they're having in the world right now is they might have to start actually paying people to store barrels of oil. Because like the <laughs> Russians and the Middle East, 
they're not slowing their production down and the demand has dropped way down. Yeah. And so they've got no place to store all this oil. I'll wow. take a few barrels. <laughs> I'll store them for them. Because I know in Texas, it feels like a dollar a gallon. Ooh, I should look into buying some... Not where we live. That's still like oil over almost $3 a gallon. Oh, it's still over $3 in I'd near me. Because I think it's all city taxes. Yeah. We have so many taxes on the fuel that it... Yeah. I think no. ours was below $3 when I went to the pharmacy yesterday. Yeah, it was two seventy five last time I saw it. I think it was like two forty eight. Have you ever used gasbuddy.com? No. It you can look at a map and it shows you all the places all the gas stations around you. You know, we did back when they did Priceline for gasoline. Did you ever see that? No. no. So you pay your own price for it didn't last very long. This is when we lived, I think, in Portland. But yeah, you go on and um find a cheap gas station that wasn't getting enough service, whatever people there, and then you could pay less. It was really strange. Mm, I think we filled up weird. twice with that. Yeah, I, I don't think it survived. It's too yeah. good of a deal. I just have a problem driving out of my way to get gas. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll go down to like Costco with the truck because you're putting 33 gallons in it. Yeah, if we're going to Costco anyways, and we need gas, we'll get gas there. But we're not going to drive to Costco just for gas. Maybe if it was in our same town, but because <laughs> you're like, up to like ten dollars per ten dollars per fill up, pretty much savings by going there. Yeah. See, I also factor in my time. Oh yeah, my wife likes to drive. Likes to be away from the house. Mm. All right. Well, the the biggest downside to this uh, trademark that Ford put in for their charging thing is the name of the the network which it's not set in stone but it's faster charge and faster is not spelled with an e but with an o <laughs> okay i would have thought you put dollar signs where the s is <laughs> isn't that foster oh just kidding <laughs> no faster it has an a oh it sounds like a super villain it's foster F-A. F-A-S-T-O-R. <laughs> yeah, I have got the it. <laughs> stylized F in faster is the same yeah, with, as the F in Ford. With Ford, they but should have gone they should have done fast fast star. Like the Windstar or the Navistar. Anything engine. probably would have been better than Fast Store. Well it's a store you're buying it. End. Put a D on the end. Fast stored. <laughs> fast stored. <laughs> <laughs> It's just put fast in the middle of Ford and it works, right? Yeah. Well, I it'll be interesting to see if they keep that name, but that's technology. Awesome. So I'm, <laughs> my news is about He-Man. Oh. And the Masters of the Universe? Um, yes, that He-Man. So I don't know if you guys heard about the movie that is being that's been written. And is going to begin filming here soon. I think we talked about it before. I think we did. There's also a um, Kevin Smith cartoon that's going to be, um, I think, on Netflix. That's kind of a darker take on He-Man, apparently. Hmm. 
And there's speculation they might try to tie that in because the new He-Man movie, I think they've decided because of the current situation, they're going to put it directly to like Netflix. Uh-huh. As a Netflix original, possibly. Is it going to be a tale about uh, sexism and misogynism? Hopefully not. There was a You know they've got to put out. something about that in there. There was a tweet that went out that made people think that it might just all be about, um, what was her name? Tila, which is Man at Arm's daughter, about her being the heroine of the story. Like, well, why are you going to call it He-Man then? He-Man dies in the opening act. Right. Or he gets captured by Skeletor and it's all Tila trying to rescue him. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah, but I think they... This has a date of March 2021 on it now. Yeah. Yeah, if so, they haven't started filming it, that's still pretty soon, yeah. soon to come out. So they're walking the line, in my opinion. Um, it's really hard to make a movie based on these old shows and not, you know, have it kind of be preachy, ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> like the GI Joe came out, right? The first GI Joe movie. It's kind of grown on me as I've watched it over and over again. Uh, just taking it as a movie and not a G.I. Joe movie because uh-huh. it w- didn't feel like G.I. Joe. Right. Because G.I. Joe had very specialized people, you know, in very specialized uniforms. So you could tell the difference. Everyone's got an, their own, you know, twist and job or whatever. And they took them all, put them on the same uniforms and then gave them like exoskeletons. I was like, mm-hmm. what is this stupid thing? And then they had Cobra Commander be related to anyways. Yeah. Uh, Baroness and, that's out there. The second one definitely feels more like a G.I. Joe than the first one. Yeah. But with He-Man, like the first 1987 one they made, it's campy. They actually sent them to act, you know, Earth, which was a way for them to save money at the time <laughs> because you could actually film it on location. Right. You don't have to go location. to another planet to film it. Right. But they talked about with the new way films are made that they definitely want to keep it just on Eternia. Because then they don't have to have the, like, if they brought them back to Earth, it'd actually be more expensive now mm. to have two locations where they can just have Eternia and just mm-hmm. do it that way. Oh. Which is good, because if we could keep He-Man off of Earth, that's better. <laughs> There's, I would be happy, actually, if they uh, just did an adaptation of my um, He-Man and Thundercats mashup comics I bought. Mm-hmm. Well, so this article says that it is going to be a Netflix movie. Right. And it's also going to be about He-Man's gender reassignment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe not. She-Man. That's She-Ra. They could have her own movie. In fact, she has her own show on Netflix that's very popular, She-Ra does. Never heard of it. It was a spinoff of He-Man way back in the day. I know She-Ra is. I didn't know there was a show on Netflix. Yes, I believe so. Hmm. Um, I don't know. At this point, I'm almost... I'd rather see Thundercats. They have them take a shot at a movie of that. But I also read an article about Thundercats is... Every single time they've had Thundercats, it's been canceled. Like, how many times are they going to have Thundercats TV shows just to have them canceled? I was like, well, all shows get canceled eventually. Wasn't the latest incarnation called Cats? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I went, I went and saw that thinking it was a Thundercats movie. It's oh. not. Thunder- <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, like where's Mummer show up? <laughs> you were in your cosplay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the theater's looking at me weird. Where's this can't throw. Sir, you can't bring that large sword in here. <laughs> it's just a dagger right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I thought it was interesting that there's a. Uh, they're starting to re-bring He-Man back up, which is... A lot of people are complaining about the actor they have chosen, that he's not swole enough to be He-Man. Yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. They should have The Rock do everything. That's what someone said. They said, said they should have He-Man, have the actor they have picked out be Prince Adam, and then when he turns into He-Man, it's The Rock with the blonde wig. The blonde wig. wig. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Photoshop it's awesome. challenge. It's like when they went through the, to the 2000s, they were taking a bunch of old movies and making them like the stupid comedy movies, like the Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. or what was some of the other ones they did. They just turned them into like, what are you doing? Why are you taking the somebody A-team. else's? Which they team if you're not Land of the Lost. Yeah, Land of the Lost is a big one. It was like, why would you turn like a science fiction show into this stupid comedy that's ridiculous? Anyways. Yes. It's easier to pitch if it's Stop. already a thing. Stop rooting my childhood stuff and start coming up with your own ideas, please. Well, we do. We still have that Engineerdy Show movie script we started. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we need to do something with that. We Not should. That we, we can't do it now because we can't get within six feet of each other. <laughs> I know, but we can't finish <laughs> writing it. That's true. He Man shows up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but who do we know that could play He Man? Me. <laughs> <laughs> We're just having to stand closer to the camera. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'll have to shave my chest. <laughs> Anyways, that's the news that He Man's coming to Netflix. Coming to a Netflix near you. I'm starting to wonder if they're ever going to open theaters again. I don't know. Because they are on Amazon. You can actually get ones that would be in the theater or really close to the theater. You can pay yeah. like 20 bucks to see them. Yep. Yeah. One of the podcasts I listen to, there's the argument they have about that of like, you know, I, if they did that with every movie, I think I'd pay 20 bucks to not have to go anywhere. <laughs> I might pay 30. <laughs> Because right. you're, especially if you're going to pay for you and your wife, it's going to be at least 20 or 30 bucks just to go. And then if you buy any food or drinks, it's another yeah, it's lo- 10 or 20 bucks. It's a lot easier to sneak dollar store candy into your house. than <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You have all those kids there. It's probably pretty tough. Yeah, we always do the before the movie trip to the Dollar Tree or whatever and and you have to be care- be careful when you're walking that you don't make noise with your hot tamales. That's right. Um, yeah, with my new TV and setup, there's no reason for me to go back to a theater. I've been sitting in that for a long time now. I do not particularly enjoy going to the theater. Yeah, last couple of times I've had some not very like was it Fast and Furious Seven? Where the people were talking through the first half hour, and I finally said something. Which, if you know me, you know that's very out of character for me then. But they were being very stupid. Yeah. 
Anyways, I don't want to go into that story because Ben will accuse us of just. So if you just reuse that story and just plug it in here. <laughs> oh, man. And that's the news. <coughs> oh, somebody's come down with consumption. <laughs> consumption. <laughs> Actually, I was coughing earlier, but I didn't want to jumpstart the segment. So I muted myself. <laughs> Very good. All right. I was in a meeting at work and I had a dry throat because I'd walked like 20 minutes to get there. It was kind of warm. And I feel like I should cough just to clear my throat, but I didn't want to cough with people around because I was afraid they would. They might beat you up. You're like, right. excuse me, I have to go to the restroom. You go down yes. and just to cough. <laughs> so the first one I want to talk about looks like one that uh, Master Zed also watched, Rambo Last Blood. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a good one. So I, uh, saw, I saw that in the theater. That might be the last movie I saw in the theater. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I took Zoc to see it. We went and saw it. So um, it's a interesting bookend to the first Rambo, First Blood, where he didn't kill anyone <laughs> in the whole movie. <laughs> so much death! But there's a lot of um, a lot of death in this one, and the guys that die knew they had it coming. I mean, they should have known they had it coming, right? They came to him. Yes, That's they right. came mostly. That's- that's the opposite of first Rambo, right? Because in that he went to someone else's town, and then right. people came to him. So he's more so, polite at somebody else's town. He's not going to kill them. I guess he did kill people in their town, but they had it coming. Oh, yeah. that's true. So there were some of the parts that were like um, super intense, especially if you have a daughter, and <laughs> you think about man, that some really dumb decisions can really really screw up your life so that and simple like not right you know not like it's just a one-time thing yeah that wasn't even necessarily that bad of a decision right but the whole time you're like oh just listen to him because yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a, he wasn't her father but it was a father figure to her right and so it's like oh man just just listen to him don't Ah, you know, so. And then, so it was kind of cool seeing all the different traps that he sets up at the end. and Yeah. Kind of gruesome in the how they got carried out. <laughs> I like the montage at the end oh, during right. the credits. It oh, showed yeah. all the footage from, the from all, all the old movies. Yeah. yeah. So I found a list of deaths caused by Rambo in each movie. Uh-huh. Doesn't it? Isn't it kind of exponential in the number? It goes up a lot for over the first four, and then the last one has fewer than all but the first. Hmm. I'd be curious what the run times are because it was a very tight movie. Like, yeah, I, oh yeah, a lot of extra. Um, I was watching it. I watched it last night. I think is um, and I click to see it was gonna get kind of late and so i hit the thing to see how much time was left and i was like oh there's only like 20 minutes left yeah it seemed like a really quick movie like an hour and a half yeah yeah you're right i i didn't think about it till now but you're right it was pretty tight movie i liked that (laughs) yeah there wasn't a lot of like dragging your feet there's been a lot of movies recently they feel like that have just kind of oh dragged the next, on 
the Stallone next one I'm going to talk about. <laughs> he co-wrote it with somebody else. I'm not sure if he directed it or not. Because he's actually was... a really intelligent filmmaker. Adrian Grunberg directed oh. it. Good job, he... Adrian. Yeah, so Adrian! that's that's contrast <laughs> to the next movie I'm going to talk about. That was two hours and forty minutes long. Whoa! It could have been just forty minutes. <laughs> it's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Brad Pitt in it. Those guys both love to be on the screen, so I'm not surprised it went two and a half hours. They <laughs> each of their contracts probably said I need at least an hour of screen time. That's right. There, so there was entirely way too much um, of the movie that just was them driving places and it was like it seemed like a so the movie takes place in 1969 and it's a total um academy award grab movie mm. all they're trying to do is get votes for the academy award because they have all this nostalgic stuff of hollywood in the 1960s all these advertisements the reason they're in the car driving so much is so that you can hear what's on the radio. Oh. <laughs> like they, they just drive along so that they can finish the song. Exactly. It's like whole songs are taking place while they're driving and they're just driving. Um, some kind of uh, intense, exciting stuff happens near the end of the movie. So I would say skip the first two hours. <laughs> And just watch the last 40 minutes. That's when and Rambo shows up. There's a couple things kind of interesting in the middle somewhere, but it'd be too hard to try to find those. So, Yeah, it's it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I like Hateful Eight. I liked, but I only liked it the one time I watched it. Right. Because it's like very artistic, but it was way too long. And yeah. I started it like two other times. I put it on and started it. I'm like, I don't have that. I don't have the if attention span right role. now. Like, to... Was Kill Bill supposed to be just one movie? Probably. Probably. <laughs> and they made him split it into two. Which like, that's this could one be of the only movies of his. That's the only movie of his I can watch multiple times. Like so, I've seen that movie a lot, so many times. So at risk of spoiling the movie. Um, the first couple hours kind of revolves around Leonardo DiCaprio's character, um, who was a big star on some TV show, kind of hitting the twilight of his career, where he's being cast as like a villain on all these other new shows, and just how he's coming to grips with not being the hip, up-and-coming actor anymore. And then the, <laughs> the last 40 minutes is... Uh, and this is where the spoilers come in, is all about how some people from the Manson family come into his neighborhood and try to kill people. And they uh, uh, they <laughs> have the worst timing in the world because they, instead they find the bodyguard played by Brad Pitt there and things go interesting from there. <laughs> cool. So, anyway, um, I've also been watching a TV show that I started years ago when it first came out, uh, Better Call Saul. Mm -hmm. It's a good show. So I've finished the first two seasons, uh, and this this is an excellent show. I think I think I watched the first season when it came out, and then 
I just didn't keep up on it when the the next few seasons came out. But basically, what it is is it's a prequel to the. Um, oh shoot! I just had a mind blank. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad TV show, and it involves it. It, it really covers two side characters from Breaking Bad, and it's um. Saul Goodman or Jimmy McGill, see his real name is, and Ermin Trout. And uh, if you haven't seen um, Breaking Bad, then I think you could still watch the show and enjoy it. It's basically about this con man who turned his life around, became a lawyer, and but he still has some of those con man roots in him. And just trying to make his way in the world. And then he has an association with this guy that was a cop in Philadelphia. And it takes place in Albuquerque. And this cop was involved with some things in Philadelphia before he moved to Albuquerque. And now he's getting involved with some shady things happening down there. But it's kind of an interesting study of people that have really good intentions but they're making bad decisions and the writing is so excellent in the show um, everything that they do has a consequence and it kind of builds on its, itself um, very few plot holes um, the writing is so tight and uh, it's not as depressing as <laughs> Breaking Bad was <laughs> I remember when I was watching that show I could only watch a couple episodes at a time because it was just so depressing because it starts out with this guy that seems like he's got a moral compass and by the end he's just the most despicable human being ever um in this show you know where the characters are going to end up so it's it's i was telling my wife today it, it kind of made me think of like the, the prequel star wars movies <laughs> oh yeah you know he's going to be darth vader and right now he's Anakin, and it's what? like spoiler. <laughs> it's like a train wreck in slow motion, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's a good show. I've heard it's good. That's it for me. All right. Well, I watched the first season of The Expanse based on oh. y'all's recommendation, and yeah, it's like really good. Show. It's yeah, a, it's a good show. In the future, it's got to be at least the year two thousand. And the future then. Yeah. There are <laughs> humans have colonized Mars and a bunch of uh larger asteroids and Yeah, like Ceres plays. Ceres and it. Eros are both have colonies on them. There's like space mining and stuff going on, but there's like a conflict between Earth, Mars, and the people that live in the asteroid belt called Belters. And there's this group that is like doing something with this weird organism that kills people. Oh, that's right. And Only in the first season. There's Did this spoil it for you. No, there's this group <laughs> that is trying to basically they're trying to find this person or something for some reason, and she's linked <laughs> in with the bad stuff that's happening. So. It's pretty good. There's lots of space stuff. 
I have I started watching it and because I've I've heard from multiple people that it's my next Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Like I love Battlestar Galactica and so I've had a couple of different people say if you like that you'll love the expanse, but we have only watched a couple episodes. Thomas so problem with it is season three when it went to Amazon instead of being wherever it was before. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi channel, I think. There was one char- particular character that then used uh-huh. the F word way too many times. It seemed out of character from what we established previously. <laughs> yeah, that character is annoying. Yeah, so Thomas Jane is in it. He's really good. I like him. So he's a belter. Yeah, I we started season two, and it almost doesn't even seem like there's a reason for them to be separate seasons because <laughs> there's no break or really plot change. So yeah, check it out. Uh, we watched the new Pixar movie Onward. Me on too. Disney Plus now. Um, it's got the Chris Pratt and Tom Holland in it. They're elves. Was oh, that who they were? I think so. Oh, I didn't recognize. I didn't. I mean, it was so well done to me that I didn't even think about who the voice actors were. Yeah. So they're these two elves. They're brothers. Their dad died. I think their dad died like just before the younger one was born. So he doesn't. He never really met him, or he never met him, or something. And it's a world where there's like um, magical creatures and stuff, but magic kind of has fallen out of style because they discovered electricity and everybody just lives like normal modern lives now. But they find out, well, on the younger one's 16th birthday, he's given this gift that his dad was had wanted them to get when he turned that age. And it was like a wizard staff. And the older brother is into like all the historical stuff. And he plays like D and D type games where there's wizards. So he knows everything about wizardry and stuff. And their dad had basically written instructions on how they could bring him back for a day. So he could see what kind of people they turned out as. Well, they screw the spell up and only his legs up to his waist appear. (laughs) So they have to, to get the rest of him back, they need another crystal. So they go on this quest with the legs to try and find another crystal to bring him the rest of the way back before the spell wears out at, you know, sundown the next day. It's really good. There's, it's really funny and uh touching so it's really good i recommend it it's on disney plus so and we watched a netflix film called code 8 it's about basically the same thing no <laughs> <laughs> there are like mutants people they're just pe- normal pe- people except they have like some of them can control electricity some of them have telekinesis. Some are just really strong. And they like 
it talks in the very beginning about how they were used during like the industrial revolution to like build the modern society but then people started to be or they got replaced by machines and now it's like they're on the verge of being made illegal and so people won't hire them it's like they're talking about having to register if you're a powered person and so they're kind of like hanging out at Home Depot trying to get day jobs you know like immigrants do in the US and uh, if you're caught using your powers you can get in trouble stuff like that well this the main character can control electricity and he ends up hooking up with some bad people and going on a going to like rob a bank with them or something but things kind of go out of control and he has to figure out how to get out from under it it's pretty good uh i liked it and for video games i played on the google nintendo emulator ducktales one and two i actually played the second one first i think it's harder than the first one um Mm. it's it's the exact same graphics and gameplay but there's more hidden stuff it's like you can beat the game and then it'll have a different ending sequence depending on if you found the hidden treasure or all the map pieces or something which I didn't do all that, but um, then I went back and played the original one and just breezed through it, but (laughs) there's one little thing when I started playing the second one you're Scrooge McDuck and you have your cane and you can hop on it like a pogo stick and that's how you can like break things or kill enemies Mm -hmm. well I was like pushing the down button when I was and B to put the cane down to jump on it. And then I realized at some point, oh, you don't have to push down. I don't know why I thought you had to do that. Well, hmm. when I went back and played the original one, you have to do that. Oh. I was like, oh, and then it was annoying because I'd gotten used to not having <laughs> to do it. But it was fine. It's fun. Play them in order, you'll, is what I'm saying, I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, based on our guest last week, I went and watched the speedrun documentary on YouTube that he'd mentioned. Oh, for yeah. setting the speedrun records for Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. It was quite interesting seeing how much they brought it down. I mean, they ended up being able to beat the whole game. And there's actually, it's split. There's warpers and non-warpers. Oh, so there's a warp one where you can warp levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that one they can beat in like under five minutes is the record. Wow! And they got the entire gameplay record is like 19 minutes and something. Wow! But they over time cut it down like whole minutes at a time. Mm. It's to the point they also they even figured out that uh, based on when you get to the end of the level, there's a certain number of frames that go by possibly. Before the level actually ends, huh. a guy like meant say it was kind of like a bus stop where a bus leaves every thirty minutes. Right. And if you get there twenty five minutes before the bus, you have to wait a long time, or you can get there right before. So they actually have it figured out down to the 
frame rate basically of how fast they have to do some of the stuff. And then people have been playing it so much that they have all these glitches. Like some of them, you can actually um, make it so that you can skip this whole part of the level if Whoa. you can jump your guy kind of through blocks backwards a couple times to move where he is in relation to the screen. Because that always recenters you, except for if you do this trick. So it makes it so you can make this one vine pop up. And if you can push yourself so you're not centered anymore, you can actually get to a downpipe that instead that because it hasn't loaded the downpipe stuff, it's already loaded the stuff that the vine goes to. It'll pop you to the end of the vine level or the beginning of the vine level and skip the animation where you're climbing the vine oh. at the same time. <laughs> these people are nuts. And you like the most of them are doing it on stream. So people are watching them do these attempts at these records. And you can see just how crestfallen they are if they, they get really close and, and they even keep track of the game. So, so you can see if they're on stage. Pace. Yeah, it's stage where they are in relation to other records. And it is nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> and you can see, like, some of them did get like fastest time ever, and then the Bowser would just have they're throwing hammers or whatever at the end of the level, yeah. and one hammer, you know, would hit somebody just barely, and it would affect them. A lot of people were just staying small the whole time, and then there was a group of people that was like, "Well, if you actually take the time to at these specific spots get big and get the fire flower, then you don't have to." be as exact trying to jump over the um, pipe creatures that come out. Oh, yeah. Because there's like one pixel width that you can jump on the edge of the pipe next to the thing that pops out and yeah. jump over it. Or you can just blast with a fire flower and not care about it. Huh. But it was, it was a really interesting documentary. It was really well done. Um, hmm. Brought back memories when I played the game. I never tried speed runs. And these people, like they know exactly where each of the I mean, you watch them doing it, and it doesn't look real. Um, <laughs> there's guys that can actually can modify the code, like get into the actual code of it, so they could see, like you can have the computer run through it and make it perfect, so you can figure out where, you know, how uh, you could do it perfectly, I guess, if you could hit the buttons as fast as the computer can. But I recommend it. Um, I don't have all the information, like he said, but if you just search Super Mario um, speed run documentary, it'll pop up. Mm. Mm. He's done some other ones on YouTube. I need okay. to go watch some of his other ones because there's some other games that he, they've also done. Um, then I watched a movie that I thought I'd seen before. There's this one movie where I, there's like old time gangsters and there's like a small town. I thought this was it. I've been trying to find that movie for a while. I can't remember what it's called. But this one is Road to Perdition, which turns out I had not seen before. Um, it's got Tom Hanks in it. He plays like a, a hitman for a mob outfit. I want to say in the 30s, 1930s. Um, and his oldest son sneaks into his car when they're going on this um, hit, basically, and sees them do the hit, which then the gangsters figure out that his son has seen it. So they, everything goes bad from there. Um, oh. It's a really good movie. I recommend it. It's called Road to Perdition. I think I watched it on Netflix, but it might have been Amazon. I can't remember. <laughs> I've seen it somewhere. 
and thought about watching it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I think it's on Netflix currently. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, for rent for two ninety nine on Prime, so it must be on Amazon. Okay. On yep, Netflix. Netflix. Then um, I watched a documentary called "Don't Call Me Bigfoot," or it's just another Bigfoot documentary. Um, People are talking about it. Um, Don't call me Bigfoot. Right. Oh, it was a really well done one. I I think that was it was pretty good. I watched it like probably last Friday. So I was trying to find something that my wife could sit in the room with me. Um, I feel bad because when she has she has some shows she likes, but I I can't keep my opinions to myself about the shows. I can't sit and watch them because I don't modern TV shows like crime stuff and drama. It's just so unrealistic. <laughs> just like gets me out of the, the, you know, the immersion, a lot of the stuff that anyway. <laughs> I'm going to um, mention that about one of my shows. I don't, it, I, it was really good except for one word, one character said, I don't know. And then I watched, a uh, couple seasons of G.I. Joe. I found out all the episodes are on YouTube. Oh. The old, like, 1980s TV show. Yeah. Um, so check that out if you like G.I. Joe. I was doing it while, or watching it while playing Minecraft. They're the real American heroes. Right. Um, and then, oh, I watched Onward. On my youngest son's recommendation, he'd seen it and he said it was his favorite Pixar movie, hmm. which is saying something because there's been some really good Pixar movies. Yeah. And he said, Dad, you would love it. <laughs> It'll be your favorite Pixar movie. And I think he's right. It was really well done. I really liked it. Part of it because it like played really well into like um, my obsession with D&D. Yeah. I, I it was think basically of you D&D when they were. Yeah. When. I was watching like the it. gelatinous, the gelatinous cube part. Yeah, that was, was good. And then, um, yeah, I watched Code Eight like you did, and that was one where I watched with my wife in the room, which made me cringe every time there, there was like bad language, and there was so much. And there's like, why? There's no reason to. Is it because <laughs> I almost feel like people use it as a crutch if they don't have good enough actors to portray that they're angry? Right. You just have to use the F word five times in a row. You're like. Why? Anyway, so that was good. All right. Nice. <clears throat> so I, as I mentioned earlier, we watched Waterworld recently, like a week and a half ago. Because I saw the theater. Gwen... Waterworld party time! Excellent. <laughs> oh wait, no, wrong movie. So Amazon, I don't think they're doing it anymore. But when this whole COVID thing started, you could. It was like your delivery time is going to be later. But we're going to give you a credit for our digital services. Like if you had chosen the slow delivery. Oh, so yeah. we had I'd gotten a credit that matched how much Waterworld cost to rent. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Waterworld for free um, and watched nice. it. We pretty much it's just like Mad Max, but with water. Yeah. 
I didn't rem- I hadn't seen Waterworld in so long that <laughs> I and I yeah, I really like Mad Max and then watching it I was like, oh my goodness. They it's like <laughs> <laughs> they just took Mad Max and put him on boats. Mm-hmm. Um but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I don't know how much of that's just nostalgia or <laughs> it's it's fun. It's I mean don't take yeah. it too seriously. Right. Um we watched Rambo last, or I watched Rambo Last Blood. Um, Gwen's been super busy with work deadlines, so she's been working till, like, we've been taking a break for dinner, and then she's been going back to work till like Whoa. ten or ten or eleven. So I've been watching stuff. Um, so I watched Rambo Last Blood yesterday. That was good. Um, and then we've been when we don't have meetings, we have a TV that's kind of where our home offices are. I'm in a small room. Gwen's out in the open loft area mm-hmm. and we have a TV in there so we can both kind of see it. So when we don't have meetings, we'll just put some background movie on. Mm. So over the last couple of weeks, we watched uh, Shawshank Redemption. That's a good one, which is a great movie with Morgan Freeman and uh, some guy. I don't remember. I can't remember the actor's name, but um, it's a great Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony Robbins. Um, yeah, that's one of my all time favorite movies. I just like any point in it. You can turn it on and you watch the rest of it. Um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, not Tony Robbins. Christopher <laughs> Robbins. Tony Robbins is that uh, guy that does the inspirational. He's a motivational. He's a speaker. guru. Oh, <laughs> Robbins sounded familiar. Um, and then we've watched the first three Indiana Jones movies. Nice. Which I know I've seen those all multiple times, but watching them, I'm like. There's scenes where I'm like, I don't remember this scene at all. <laughs> like, how how could I watch something ten times and never have remembered yeah. this scene? No ticket. Oh, oh I remember that. Yeah, that's well, great. It's weird when you watch the second one, and you're like, oh yeah, they started in like Japan or something in a nightclub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did remember that scene. I just didn't remember. That that's uh, yeah that they were like in a different country and they were escaping and their plane crashed and that's how they ended up in wherever they were. Well, it wasn't the plane's fault. Well, <laughs> they were still in a plane crash. That's true. Did the pilots leave? Yeah, the pilots. Yeah, the pilots jumped out with the parachutes. Yeah, and they jumped out with the life raft. It's like we're not going in the crashing in the water we're crashing into the mountains (laughs) (laughs) um and then i have watched all of the show fringe Mm -hmm. Uh um and so i was trying to get gwen to watch it and so we watched (laughs) the first episode and i think she'd like it but she wasn't paying attention very much so we might Um. rewatch the first episode I'm just going to have her keep watching it until she likes <laughs> it. Does the first episode have like a plane? Yes. Okay. Yep. I don't remember what was up with the plane, but I do remember <laughs> that part of it. Everyone died. 
Yeah. Except, yeah. Except for Weird Al. <laughs> um, What's funny is I, I just listened to that Albuquerque song with my wife the other day. It was the first time she'd heard it. <laughs> and we watched it after the Trapped in the Drive-Thru. <laughs> Oh, it's like how long are these? Probably <laughs> <laughs> about twelve minutes each. Well, like just the first, the pilot for Fringe must have been hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, because it seemed like I remembered everything that happened, but I didn't remember it all being in the first episode. I thought <laughs> I was like, man, this seems like I thought this was in multiple episodes, but I didn't realize they did so much in that first pilot. Um, Did so they also gonna... put the gal in a tank? Yes, in the sensory deprivation tank after she takes LSD. That was the yeah. first episode? Yes. That's all oh. in the first episode. Wow. Well, I think she does that multiple times. But yeah. Okay. I love that show. She does it in the first episode. I should rewatch it. What's it on? Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Huh. Um, And then tonight we were watching... Um, Lego Masters. Mm. We got. I was like halfway through the finale when I came up to podcast, (laughs) so we're not quite to know who wins. Oh, great! Um, I'm like three episodes behind. Okay, (laughs) so did I? Have I talked to you guys since this show started, or I went to the Lego convention? Um, I probably not. I haven't heard of it. I saw a picture of a bridge you you did. Yeah, so there's an artist that did the St. John's Bridge in Lego and took it to the Lego convention in Portland. Um, So it's like a 32-foot-long scale model of the suspension bridge. And I helped him with the structural engineering for it to actually... We ran fishing line through the cable to make it actually a suspension bridge. Um, and so we, I helped him take it to the Lego convention and, um, the first night is just like a setup night for exhibitors and they had like a big pizza party and we were sitting down eating at like eight 30 at night and four of the Lego masters teams came in and our table was one that was pretty empty. Because it was just me and Eric, the artist, sitting at it. And so they all sat down with us mm. and ate dinner with us. Well, that's cool. So Which we got it. Uh, it was uh, the Unicorns, which is Amy and Crystal. Right. Um, Sam and Jessica. Uh, Richard and Flynn. And. Um, Oh, I guess we're from Portland, right? Is that yeah, Mark and Boone? They were those guys are crazy. They I never saw them going from one place to another without running. (laughs) So they I don't think they sat down to eat dinner ever. (laughs) Um, But then there was a couple other people. I can't remember. Um, But yeah, so we just like sat down with them and visited. They had only like two or three episodes were out at that point. So they couldn't talk about anything really, mm-hmm. but they kind of talked about the production side of it. And um, so that was pretty cool. That was cool. Um, and then my last show, which is the one that I really liked the, f- I've watched one episode. I really liked it. 
except the one guy in it there it's about a spy um and so he has to get this corporate job so that he can get access to international stuff i love this this show if this is what i'm thinking it is and the first episode he's interviewing with the dad from that 70s show (laughs) but he that's that's the show i love the show he calls calls it he's like asking about some manufacturing thing and he calls he says something about a fillet weld and i was like (laughs) i don't know if i can do this (laughs) oh that's funny but it's really good so the the spy he's kind of disillusioned with his job and so he they kind of had just like restationed him to amsterdam to just kind of like put him out of the way for a while and so he started folk singing and so he'd go to these bars and start just singing, but he'd like basically tell everyone these actual stories about like him going in and being involved in like an assassination in some Middle Eastern country and <laughs> whatever. And um, so it's it's pretty funny. I like how he gets the, gets the job. Yeah, he's like interviewing, and it goes terribly because they're asking him these manufacturing process questions. He's supposed to be a process engineer <laughs> and he does terribly. And so he walks out and he's standing outside and you can hear him talking. And they're like, oh, yeah, we like the Asian guy, Anthony Cho. Yeah, I think we really like him. So he like leaves and he's walking and there's this Asian guy standing there and he's like, oh, did you interview for the process engineer job? And he's like, oh, yeah. It's like, how'd it go? He's like, oh, it went great. And so they walk outside and he is standing there and just like pushes him out in front of a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, yeah, later in the episode, they're talking about this guy and he has like, he survived, but he's got brain damage. And so he's like relearning how to talk. And they're like, yeah, your memories will come back eventually. And he's got this like worried look on his face. Of like, crap, he's going to remember. <laughs> But yeah, I'll report back. I think it's going to be a good one. I've okay. seen the first season. I think there's a second season. Yeah, I think so. It's really good. I so, loved it. Uh, you have yet to mention the name of the show. Oh, it's Patriot. Okay. I... It's on. It's an Amazon Prime original show. Okay. Um, oh, and I've been watching all these on we um our tv upstairs by our office stopped working (laughs) and so we moved our regular tv up to that spot and we bought a new tv oh nice cool so we have a 65 inch samsung q led um 4k nice hdr my favorite feature, I think, is the has an anti glare screen because mm. our living room's very well lit with yeah. skylights and windows, and even in the middle of the day, with it bright outside, you we can't see ourselves in the screen. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, nothing better than watching yourself watch TV, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I actually have a bonus consumption I forgot about. <laughs> 
I bought the movie um, Footloose and <laughs> watched it with my middle son because he hadn't seen it. And it's so funny. The I really like the movie. It's a great movie. But there's a scene where he just gets in a fight with the his um must be his uncle, I think. And so he leaves and then he goes to this warehouse and does like anger dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help but think of that uh the Adam Sandberg movie where he's up on the mountain and he's like doing the same thing basically. And um oh what's that one where he's a daredevil? Oh anyway. And then he ends up falling down. Daredevil. It's I don't like, think it's called Daredevil. It's not like Hot Rod or anything, right? Hot Rod, yeah. It's oh, it rod. is Hot Rod. Okay. It is Hot Rod. <laughs> oh. But it's a really good movie. I forgot. Uh, the girl, the main actress in it is like crazy. She like plays up. There's one part where she's like going from her friend's car into her boyfriend's pickup truck on the road while they're driving. <laughs> and she ends up like standing between the two vehicles and there's like a semi truck coming. It's like the last second she dives into the pickup truck and they go off the road, but she is nuts. <laughs> um, so yeah, check out Footloose. It's, it's right. still good. The old one, not the new one. There's a new one? Yes, there's a newer one. Yeah. Footlooser. Oh. Footloose in New York. Right. <laughs> uh. All right. Does anybody have any nerd cred? I do have some nerd cred. What? So, um, in the D and D game we've been playing with uh, Dvidi and Saint Jimmy and wives, my character is a druid, which has the wild shape or beast shape ability, and I just got a spell that can conjure animals. So, I wanted a way to be able to figure out animals I can transform into or conjure. Mm-hmm. So I started making my own beast. Um, shape cards that will fit into my um, binder so I can easily flip and find a different animal that I can use for my D&D. So it's been kind of fun. (laughs) So that I'm using like baseball card sheets that you can buy at Walmart or whatever. So I'm trying to make them small enough to fit into those pockets. And so a lot of it uh, came down to like formatting it so that all the information could fit on there. Mm-hmm. So I took the the beast from the book that had the longest explanation, and I started with that one, uh. and then fine tuned all my abbreviations and everything. <laughs> that way, I can fit other. It's easier to fit the rest of them on there. Right. And then I've been finding pictures in Google search to put on the card too of what these monsters look like or these beasts look like. Nice. So, it's been pretty fun. Cool. Well, I took some dash cam video that I recorded last fall and edited it together and put it on YouTube. Oh, I should have put that in my consumption because I watched it. Oh. <laughs> of, what'd you of think? The oncoming traffic one? Yeah, the person driving the wrong way on the freeway. That is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it freaked MJ out. You can tell in the video because she keeps saying, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, so it already had like three comments the next day. Ooh. 
So it was just MJ saying, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was just random people saying, "Oh, I like your video" or something like that. I don't know. I should probably look it up and see <laughs> what they actually said. It didn't seem like anything of real consequence. So YouTube. So I ran a D&D game for Pold and St. Jimmy and our wives with almost zero prep. Oh. oh. That turned out okay. Um, the D&D website for like Wizards of the Coast is putting out free stuff during this um, difficult time to help people run games. So they have a lot of free fun stuff. And so I downloaded um, one that has some really fun random encounters that you can roll. Oh, cool. So I took some of those and merged some of them together, made them my own a little bit, and that's what you guys played. Cool. It seemed it really okay. it seemed really well planned out, actually. Yeah, it worked out well. I was, I was sat down to work on it and then realized that uh, St. Jimmy didn't have a player handbook. Mm. So we took a special trip out to his house and let him borrow one. So, um, and then... See what else I've been doing. I finally put the top on my table saw table that is going to match up with my um, my new workbench. Did that right before the show started. Just sunk oh. the last bolt Fun. to secure it down after I went and got it back from Mr. Pold. Um, yes, yeah, it's weird going. I've been doing a lot of projects around the house, but I feel like I'm starting to run out of projects. So. Oh. I'm not sure how long this being around the house more is going to last. Hopefully long enough for me to get all my projects done. Yeah. I have some projects you can do. Mm-hmm. Just come down. <laughs> I'd love to. I'm not sure what the rules are about traveling between states right now. Uh, it's against the law. I think they and... shoot you at the border if you're not careful. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can get ticketed at where we live, I think, if you're out and about for no reason. And you would be required to report it to work and possibly self-quarantine for 14 days. If it helps, I haven't left the house in 20 days. You haven't left the house? Holds muted. <laughs> Was that? <laughs> Did you know you were muted? Yes. Okay, I oh, thought... Okay. I couldn't tell if you were talking to us or someone else. So, <laughs> oh no, I, I was talking to my wife. Oh. Mm-hmm. It looked like you were trying to respond. Oh um, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we went shopping. It'll be three weeks ago. Yes, or tomorrow. And other than that, I've been out to walk the dog, and that's it. Nice. So I feel I think like my wife good. would go crazy if if we didn't ever leave the house. She would be insane. Well, we walk the oh. dog, so we go for like a couple mile walks. We went I on a walk, walk that far <laughs> through the. We woods. went on a walk to the mailbox today. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, for my lunch break from work, I went out and I found like a handful of dandelions in my lawn and pulled them out. Nice, nice. <laughs> you can come to my lawn next. It's got some dandelions. Uh, I, I, I've got enough to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've had a couple projects that I've been doing as well. 
um, the first one that has been ongoing since before this whole stay at home thing started is um, I designed and am building a rack to go on the bed of my truck to hold our rooftop tent. Ooh. Oh, nice. So most of the only racks I've found for my full size pickup are ridiculously expensive. Mm. Um, And they're like the bare bones ones start at like two grand. Wow. And then if you want like places to mount shovels and stuff, they're two, three hundred dollars for each add on. Wow. So I was talking to one of the guys, the welding inspectors I work with, and he's like, oh, I've got a TIG welder. I can do aluminum. Oh, nice. Or cool. I can do steel, whatever. And so I bought some aluminum materials and designed a rack and uh, cut the pieces out. And now I'm just waiting for him to be available to help me weld it together. Cool. Nice. Um, and so I we took measurements of the truck bed and then I drew in AutoCAD 3D the truck bed with the spare tire and where we want to put the tent because we want the top of the tent to stay below the cab of the truck, which was one of the things we're coming across is finding, you can find racks that match the height of the top of the truck, but we wanted the tent down lower so it wouldn't catch on stuff. Yeah. Um, So we couldn't find one to buy besides the super expensive one that was shorter. Hmm. Um, so we'll be able to put our shovels and a jack and stuff on the sides of it. Um, and then since our chainsaw got stolen last year, oh yeah, on the last day of our um, two week overlanding trip, <laughs> I That's what we get for staying in a hotel. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I bought a four by eight sheet of 16th inch thick aluminum and I'm going to build a metal storage box for the, a chainsaw. Cool. Um, and I got a chainsaw bar scabbard that is kind of a quick way. You can just like throw it in the scabbard and it's got a big wing nut that grabs onto the bar to hold it. So you can get to it easily instead of having to undo a bunch of stuff. Nice. Um, so that was on the truck. We also currently have two forerunners. <laughs> um, so if anyone's so, in the market, yeah. So if anyone's in the market, we have a 2000 Toyota forerunner. It's the third gen. Um, yeah, so it's not, it's not like mom and moms. It's, it's the, the next one. older, slightly older. Oh, okay. It's the more square one. Gotcha. Um, so we had acquired that one that we owned previously. It's one that um, we had for a few years, and then we sold it and then ended up getting it back <laughs> for free. So that works. Um, and then we bought another one that... <laughs> Is in a little better condition, and we're going to use it to haul the dog around and car camp and stuff. Um, but I've been was just troubleshooting, like putting a 
potentially moving the trailer brake controller over to the new Forerunner or just to install a new one um, and fix the fog lights on the new Forerunner. Um, so I spent about three hours troubleshooting something that may or may not have had a problem in it <laughs> with the wiring. Did you take pictures of the wires? I didn't. Well, <laughs> you let the family down real disappointed. I did download the wiring diagrams onto my iPad and then had that and was trying to follow the figure out how the wiring diagrams work to trace where these wires went they wired instead of tying into these wires underneath the dash they because the fog lights it came with a factory fog light option some of them and it was like on the light stock on the steering column was where the switch was and so this was an aftermarket fog lights and they wired it into the factory wires but they did it in the steering column why I don't know. <laughs> so I can't act. Yeah, you have to take the steering wheel off to get to it. Ugh. And so we spent a bunch of time tracing it down and figured out how to. How the wiring diagrams work, kind of. And I <laughs> gave myself and Gwen a automotive electronics lesson <laughs> trying to. I was like, can you just come here and I'll try to explain it to you so that I can try to figure out what it's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it worked out i think it might have a short somewhere but it's oh. intermittent enough that i'm gonna have to trace it down later and then my last thing is uh i use technology i got an email from one of the beer stores <laughs> around me and said they were doing deliveries to stay in business oh, nice. and so i used my smartphone to order beer and have it delivered we ordered little caesar's pizza yesterday and had it yeah. delivered has it come yet yes <laughs> yeah. they use doordash i think to get it to us but it was really nice not to leave the house yeah i was a little unsure like about how i felt about having i don't know having someone have to drive around to interact with people but it's a small company and it seemed like from their website that they and their email like that they were would rather do that and stay in business than stay at home and then have to close the doors you know yeah yeah i met the guy out of this i met the guy at the pizza out in the driveway and he just got out of his van opened up his his um the sack that the pizza's in it and I reached in and pulled them out. And then we'd already prepaid and already pre-tipped and everything. So yeah. there was no, like, I got close enough with arm rate that this is the arms out for me to put my arms out and pull pizza out of a bag. Yep. Yeah, this guy pulled up and he had a FJ Cruiser with a nice exhaust. It sounded good. And he opened his door and he was wearing, had gloves on, latex gloves. And he was like... Typical Portlander had a plaid shirt and a big beard. Right. It was like parked across the street and was like yells out across the road and was like, got your beer. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. <laughs> Give him a thumbs up. And I was expecting him like to set it at the property line or something. But he like hand it to me in the bag and I'd 
same thing. I prepaid and I gave him a good tip because I felt bad for him having to come out. <laughs> um, and it was good. Okay, we got a poll up on Facebook. Had pretty good, uh, pretty good um... participation. Yes, I, I got a reminder text, which was nice. Oh, well, nice. I remember that DVD often forgets to take the poll, so I reminded him. <laughs> and I took it. So the poll was: Do you own at least one cat? And the participants are below the national average because <laughs> only seventeen percent said yes. Yeah, because in our quiz, wasn't it like 31.6% or something? Yeah. We don't usually need a cat unless you have lots of earthwork to do, which I <laughs> haven't had a need to. So. Not a caterpillar. <laughs> a lot of people oh. read those. <laughs> I think my neighbor's making up for that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I visited with him for the first time <laughs> since they moved in because we're all at home. And we ended up talking about animals. And they have five cats. Wow. I feel for him. <laughs> and he's allergic. So. Oh, hey, I really feel for yep. him then. Yep. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so, anyway. <laughs> so Neil Orange Peel commented on it saying he's a dog man. And then he further went on to explain <laughs> that he's not a dog man, but a man who owns dogs. Uh-huh. So he's not part dog or something. And we got shouted out on Happy Cast again, which we knew to expect since Ben was on last week, and they'd already recorded. But yeah, uh, I love those guys; they're funny. <laughs> Apparently, we're AIs now. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that and our mom well, is the master AI. <laughs> well, this, the Skype audio doesn't help the situation. <laughs> yeah, okay. it goes robotic. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun last week. Too bad the audio didn't work out too well. This is not the first time I've been accused of being a robot. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if you want to contact us and tell us whether or not you think we're robots, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineerdy Show. And check out our website, theengineerdyshow.com. I put a lot of effort into keeping that up. So go over there, hit the shop tab, and get an Engineerdy Show t-shirt. I think it's about time for me to buy another one. I might buy another one as well. Maybe I'll design another one. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have been and always shall be my friends. Bye. So you can't just say bizarre You never get a moment for free Show me something fun on your guitar Something with an A or a G Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so, you've seen it all before 
looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again So Brad and I are chatting on Sunday and are going to record it and so there may be something coming out of that cool cool you guys gonna start your own break off show maybe because Bruin View they're not doing that anymore oh really yeah you guys go at View and Brew Ooh, that's a good idea Bruin View too or kind of combine View and Brew together like the Brew the Brew you Brew Brew View but the, mm. the view. Vru and boo. Vru and brew. <laughs> we also talked about Halloween and vacuums. <laughs> Most guitars are made of trees with some L for the strings and some frets and tuny things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Most guitars are made of trees. song most guitars are made of trees is by greg gibbs with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.